What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Comic Bookies Podcast. This is issue 167. Thank you so much for watching on YouTube live or listening wherever you get your podcasts. First up this week in sports, the World Cup is finally here from Qatar. We check in on the first few days, and even though the United States did not win their first game, will they make it to the round of 16? Uh, we do a standings and story check-in on the NBA and NHL, and of course, we cannot forget college uh, football and the NFL. And over in comics, we did not record last week, so we have plenty of books to get into, including some from DC, Marvel, AWA, Vault Comics, Boom Studios, Image, just to name a few. And of course, we can't forget our stories. Top Gun Maverick has a release date for Paramount+. Plus. Bob Iger is back in the chair in the Iron Throne at Disney. And we say goodbye to Jason David Frank, the original Green Ranger. All that and more on a brand spanking new episode of the Comic Bookies podcast. Come and join us for episode 167. Let's do it. And as the music fades, we fade into... Episode 167 of the Comic Bookies Podcast. Thank you so much again for joining myself, Mark, and Sean to collide the world of sports and comics yet again. We are brought to you by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Tomorrow, Wednesday, November 23rd, 2022, is the fourth of five Wednesdays in the month of November. So go out and see Alex if you're in that area. He's open every Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. I'm not specifically, I'm not too sure because of the holiday if he's open Friday and Saturday, but I will personally be in the shop tomorrow right around the time they open up. So come visit. I'll bring some uh, some flyers with me and you can get some uh, some cool little you know free swag from me and uh, nice. from the show. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, again, we are live on YouTube right now. Thank you so much for everyone who's watching as we record this uh, unedited version of the podcast. And of course, to everyone who's listening on, you know, Apple uh, Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play Music, whatever, wherever you get your podcast. Thank you so much for the love and support. Uh, fellas, what's going on, man? Didn't uh, record last week, so we have a lot to get into. Uh, we're starting in sports. I mean, it's pretty obvious if you're watching live on YouTube. You know, from Mark's background, what we're going to talk about uh, today. <laughs> but yeah, before we get into the meat and potatoes of the episode, how's everyone doing? How's the last couple of weeks been? I mean, you're already talking about food, and I feel this is our Thanksgiving episode. So that's right. It's that's definitely right. a good week. It's going to be a super fun episode to what you said. And I recorded last week and all the fun sports and comics, entertainment news. And oh, yeah. A certain thing that happens every four years finally starts, and it's Thanksgiving week, so I mean, hey, how could we be complaining? This is perfect for us, but everything is good, bro. How are you guys doing? Good, 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 man. I like how you get off right off the bat uh, mentioning World Cup, right? And what a crazy day that we had this morning. I know we're going to talk about it later, crazy. but just crazy time to get the World Cup in, right? In this winter time, players are out of their domestic leagues and so much different and we obviously saw that this morning with Argentina going down we'll get into that later but crazy crazy times excited to be back in the saddle excited to talk entertainment comics and sports and man one of my favorite sports and every four years we get this and uh, a lot of top stars also um you know kind of might be their farewell uh, world cup here so Excited to get into that. Excited for the holidays. Turkey coming up here on Thursday in a couple days and just uh, trying to stay safe, stay warm and just uh, 
welcome in the holiday season with open arms the best that I can. Guys, how about yourselves? I mean, I'm just I am absolutely ready for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we had a little potluck, both, you know, people down on the floor. They had two different potlucks on uh, Saturday last week. So I was able to attend uh, both of them and get a f- nice full plate to start stretching out the stomach to get ready for, <laughs> you know, for Thanksgiving. But definitely um, towards the end of the episode, one of our last things we have to give like a Mount Rushmore or like a top five of your thanksgiving like what is on your thanksgiving plate no matter what and what are you going back for for seconds for sure that's a must said it best man i mean especially especially with all the football and to what mark also said we got the world cup game so it's like who doesn't want to be on their ass all day thursday snacking eating watching sports and of course being with family the most important thing yeah yeah, whatever i'm just kidding (laughs) um but i mean when they made that go ahead no, I was going to say that question that you had or the round, the, um, the, what do you want to have at the end? I think that it's kind of subjective, right? Because I think that what I ha- would want to have on my plate depends on who's making it, right? Because mm-hmm. we'll get into it later as well. Careful, oh, but, careful. um, yeah, I mean, it's true, but it's like my mom makes some dishes that I know it has to be on my plate, but it's like someone else is making those dishes. They might make them differently and it might not have to be on my plate, but, that's so I'll true. go. I mean, I'll answer from what like I'm usually I used to eat in like my mother's uh, Thanksgiving uh, dishes and whatnot because man, she can cook up a storm. That's for damn sure. Right. You know what? That's actually a good point because you know someone's like my grandma's ambrosia is bomb, but someone but someone else might make it different. You know, yeah, it's kind of true. It could, it could be like a or, well, like ham is my favorite, but you can get like a honey baked ham and it might be mediocre. And then you can get like someone that's a damn good ass ham cooker, right? Or whatever. So, um, yeah, just, but I mean, yeah, we'll obviously answer them universally. <laughs> yeah, we'll, I'd yeah, say we'll get into it. Yeah, no, we'll get into it for sure. Um, yeah, I, I will say one more thing. Once they added the third game, you know, it, when, it, when they first rolled it out, it was, I think, NFL Network strictly. So kind of sucks. Some people didn't have it like every other year. I couldn't watch the third game because my aunt and uncle's house down in SoCal. They didn't have NFL Network in their sports package. So it was just the first two games. But once they added the third game, it became like so much more entertaining. Right. You're snacking in the morning game. Right. You're having your brunch, your your snacks, whatever. And then during the middle game is like when you're snacking towards getting into the dinner and then you're having dinner and dessert during the third game. Oh, can't get much better than that. It's like consistent football all day. I love it. Take the words right and out of our mouth. Dude. I think we all agree with that. And the Raiders don't play. <laughs> and the Raiders don't play. So there's no stress. Even though they did win last year in Dallas, there's it's just better when your team doesn't play and you have to worry about that shit, you know? So. Sorry, rats. <laughs> right, yeah. every single year. Although they do play fairly well. They do. Sometimes on, you know, on Thanksgiving. So. So, yeah, so we'll see. Um, so let's get into it, man. So let's get into the sports. Uh, sports is first. So the World Cup is here in Qatar. Uh, first two full days, right? First two full days is in, yep. plus the one game that they had just, uh, you know, to kind of kick it off with Qatar, right? Um, so, yeah, so so what do you guys' takeaway so far the first two days? How do you how do you foresee the next uh, week of games going? I know Portugal's got two games before we, we – before we record again next week and so on and so forth. So yeah, just give me you guys' thoughts so far on the world cup. I uh, just what we expected a nice, huge upset today. And 
France goes and beats the heck out of Australia. But, you know, I think even bigger is what Mark kind of brought up and we've all kind of chimed in on is just the World Cup. It feels like a World Cup, like on the actual soccer field. But the energy, it just, I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, the fans, yeah, you see like the Mexican fans today, beautiful atmosphere. Like that energy is cool. But I think just the actual World Cup, what they're pushing, like there's no Brazil vibe of the music, the the, the beach images, uh, the vuvuzelas that we're bringing up in South Africa, like just all that energy. I don't know what Qatar is really offering other than the most expensive World Cup of building like a whole damn country in like a year or two. But I don't know. It's it's, it's weird. It is weird because I'm like Mark on that. I pay attention to all those small things, not just what's on the field. You kind of want to see what's off the field, like where the players are staying, kind of just the whole energy to it. But I don't know. It could be also, in my opinion, time that we're in because every time we're watching it it's obviously really late there and i don't know if it's just the little they they always have their set right fox always has their yeah, set where that's nice sorry fox is really nice this year I and they always that. i i like the set in brazil and i mean but this set i don't know if it's just maybe there's not as many people around the set to make it seem as lively as i remember from other sets um i don't know it's just I, something about I it i mean for christ's sake they had one in russia and it, it, and it felt more vibrant and yeah. you know what i'm saying like and to me no offense to russia but russia when you think of russia they don't like you don't think of like you know it's russia you know, happy and <laughs> you know like i don't know it's no, from, just right. from an outside perspective you know but Say is it, it because of there's is it because there's no booze is that, there's I, no bro, booze? I mean, you know what? I heard the stupidest thing what the FIFA president say. Oh, we'll survive three hours without alcohol. People went there with the intentions of probably wanting alcohol. I'm not saying, oh, I'm not going to the World Cup anymore. But you're not right. going to tell me, bro, that doesn't like add to the ambiance, add to the obvious, make Budweiser happy for how much beer they're, they're just, you know, one of your biggest sponsors. But man, I don't know, bro. You actually give a heads up now, like a couple days before the damn World Cup. Right. I mean, I mean, I mean, especially if you have a lot of fans who go every year, like not just because it's, oh, it's right over by where I live. Right. No, it's like a hop, skip and a step over you know, to Qatar. No, like people go every year to Brazil, to South Africa. You know, they're going to go to the USA, ne- you know, in the next World Cup. And they're it's just a part of the experience. Right. Is to have alcohol. It's the part of the camaraderie with your friends, with your family members that you go with and to not have that. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I did hear one crazy story of some England fans they got like lost. They're trying to find like an Uber or a taxi or whatever, and they ended up going to some um, uh, prince's house, and they were playing with like his li- his pet lions and stuff. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I saw it on Twitter or Instagram or whatever the other day. So at least there's some fun, you know. People are having some fun, but but yeah, I mean it, it's fine so far. I mean it, it would have felt a lot better if Poland won today and USA <laughs> won yesterday. Is. I would have had I would have been having such a better time than I am now. But yeah, that's cool. Let's get into some of the games. What did you guys actually yes. think about it? Uh, that American USA game against uh, Wales with Mr. Gareth Bale playing down there in LAFC. What did you guys think about it? Obviously, that was a pretty idiotic foul penalty, in my opinion. Uh, Sean was screaming through his text messages. I can feel dude, the anger. It's just through why do you need the to angst. Do that? Why do you need to foul him right there, bro? Keep his back turned, like, dude. And this, that's like a no doubter when you, that's like the whole world. know you're fouling at that point. I mean, you get right in between the legs like that. I mean, you don't even have to go to VAR on one like that. That's just a no doubter. That was just ugly. I mean, I know this team is young, but 
you're you got a 1-0 lead you're in about the 80th minute here and you know you you can close this thing out you really can you get greg bullhart Ber, how do you pronounce it greg burhalter win you know getting into this world cup you, you know you've been built some momentum obviously you get a point it's a lot better than taking an l in my opinion you know, it's a little bit of pressure in that next game, though, bro. I'll tell you that. We played good, but that win of three points turning into a tie for one point makes that England game a whole lot more pressure because if you go and lose this game, least. you got to at least tie almost because if you lose this game and you go into your third game with just one point, you're in a must win because you figure Wales against who did they play? Iran. I mean, I think Wales is probably the favorite. I mean, worst case scenario is Wales wins. You need a draw actually from Wales and Iran. Yeah, uh, man, it's uh, shit. That crazy, USA. that crazy stat though. Um, I'm so sorry, I, I forgot his his last name. The kid who scored. Oh, uh, uh, Tim Weah. Yeah, Weah. I saw the Instagram story about his dad. Awesome. Like the only Balloon d'Or uh, uh, winner from the continent of Africa. Yes. And he never made it to the World Cup, like ever. And his son scores mm-hmm. freaking, you know, I don't know if it was, I'm assuming it was his first ever World Cup game. I don't know if he played four years ago, but Cup. yeah, he's, but yeah, he scored. That's uh, unbelievable. And then also another stat was, is that I was in and out of the room and, and, uh, Danielle told me that, oh crap, it's the first time since 1970 or something. It's the first time since the seventies that someone in the World Cup scored on Wales. Did I hear that right? Is it well, because Wales, Wales is hadn't, it, well, Wales only qualified. Two times for the World yeah. Cup. Okay. Two okay. Times so and and it was Pele. You can't Pele score on them if they don't make it. <laughs> exactly. So I I think I think what I'm referring I think what I'm remembering is the reason why I've been seeing Wales so so often is because of it's probably the Euro Cup. Euro Cup. Yep. There you go. They've Euro Cup. Euro Cup and... So many times. So but the World Cup. Okay. So that's just ignorance on my part. I didn't know that they nah, had fine. made the World Cup since that year but that's yeah. just that's still crazy like oh hey we're in the world cup it and is. then oh <laughs> first time since pele that's crazy and i know we have some of the games that like those ridiculous times which you know sometimes it sucks even like an argentina yeah the upset itself you know awesome but before the upset i wasn't gonna wake up for argentina going and kicking saudi arabia's ass which obviously didn't happen but right. in regards to some of the games that you've seen mark what's the game or what's like stood out to you well, it stood out to me, Senegal. I think that they had Senegal. a they had one point in the bag and they just gave up two. They I deserved think, a better result, bro. They deserved, they deserved a result. They didn't get a result oh. because they faltered at the end in the Netherlands, right? I mean, the Netherlands scored, I think, in the ninety sixth or ninety fifth minute to just add to their goal differential, which sometimes in this Eesh. race, obviously in these group stages, we see that it does means something and those goal differentials can actually play a big part when it comes down to the wire here and i think that senegal you know they were about to get one point and they just got sloppy at the end netherlands my boy virgil van dyke uh you know comes away with three points uh they're obviously at the top of the group with ecuador qatar you know a lot of these groups from besides obviously saudi arabia but a lot of these middle eastern teams got ran like i ran did six to two <laughs> and you would think that's playing... the name of the that's the name of the episode right there <laughs> yeah, no pun some of these teams get I ran guess. like i ran dude and you yeah, sound think... like a rapper in 2022 <laughs> and they're in their backyard right so you would think that they would have performed a little bit better but saudi arabia kind of comes in and 
saves the day for them with that awesome, awesome, you know, result. Beautiful goal, man. Dude, just crazy. It's really going to put Argentina on their toes going forward here. I'm not sure if they're playing Poland or – no, they're playing Mexico, actually, Saturday. That's right. 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 – no, 11 a.m. Pacific, and 2 p.m. Eastern. That's going to be a fun game to watch if we can catch that. But, I mean, these first three days, obviously, you know, it's been insightful, obviously, that Argentina lost, one of the biggest upsets they're saying. I think Saudi Arabia has got up to plus 2,000, 20 to 1 on the Crazy. money line, 25 to 1 to win it. They did it. France today was kind of in a, you know, in a tough spot there early, uh, but that was uh, – to be not short lived. Yeah, short, short lived. lived. Yeah. Obviously, uh, the Socceroos from Australia Socceroos. could not match another or could not net another. Is goal. that what they're called? That way you said Socceroos. <laughs> That's what they call them, the Socceroos. Socceroos. Oh, God, the freaking kangaroos. <laughs> Crikey, that, that, Socceroos. Gotta love it, man. It was obviously nice to see uh, Christian Eriksen right back on the on the pitch oh, yeah. for Denmark after that. Uh, collapse at the euros right so that was good to see him even though they got a result zero zero with tunisia i don't know man tomorrow a team that we're gonna see actually we're gonna see belgium playing canada that's canada i'm actually excited to see canada canada has been qualifying good through Concacaf. they got some good players and a lot of people are kind of sleeping on them not saying they're gonna do anything you know spectacular but i think they could Make a little run and make it kind of fun for their country and their team alike. What are your guys' thoughts, man? Alfonso Davies, bro. I've been talking about it today. I, I, You know, Belgium's obviously top tier. But it's one of those, it's the World Cup, man. And everyone shows up on the World Cup. It's a different pressure. And even to what Mark said, for those first 20 minutes, bro, the Aussies were pushing France. And they scored one early. You know, if freaking Canada get a little sucker punch in Belgium and... Uh, hey, Alfonso Davies, that boy just runs up and down lightning speed. So, and where know, does he play in league? He plays for Bayern, search for Bayern. He actually oh, was wow. in the MLS, and I think he got bought by Bayern at like 17 years old or something. Like he's he's a baller. Nice. But again, you know. And that's the late game too, right? We'll, we'll all be able to watch it at like 11 a.m. That's the late game. So, nice. yeah, you know, we've got some fun teams playing tomorrow. We'll be able to see Spain tomorrow versus Costa Rica. We got... Japan taking on Germany, and then, of course, that... I'm excited to see what Germany has, albeit Mm -hmm. they're going up against Japan. Never sleep on that. That embarrassing last World Cup they had, man. This is one of those, you know... Japan, they always play tactical, right? So it's kind of fun to watch them play. Some of those Asian teams, like Korea as well. Mm -hmm. You know, those Asian teams, they, they just play tactical, and they're fun to watch. They're not the tallest guys. I love watching corner kicks. It's gonna be fun. Japan versus Germany and corner kicks. Wonder how many how many Japanese are gonna win those those kicks. But uh, nonetheless, dude, all right. Let's uh, let's get gonna... to where we where, where we need to get to. Come on, where we all want to get to. We're yes. Half of this podcast God. is Portuguese. Come on. Oh, Portugal. Portugal better go off. I mean, Portugal got a hard bracket. That's the thing, man. I mean, Ghana. That's one thing I'll say is you're gonna see these African teams are so more advanced than when they were, you know, 10 to 15 years ago. Like, they're good. Not just speed and size, which they were known for. Like, the Nigerias, the Ghanas, the Senegal is what Mark said. They're so skillful. And they, in addition, have that speed and size. So, I mean, Ghana is going to be no 
no freaking walkthrough on Thursday. Like, that's going to be a tough game. I mean, Portugal, you need a result. You get a result and you're happy. Just get a result. That's always like the number one thing. First game of a tournament, you got three guaranteed games. Just get a damn result. Put aside the Ronaldo drama that's going on right now with his old club, Manu, mm-hmm. old club. And, you know, it's just focus on the task at hand. I love our team. I think Marcus said the same thing. We got a good club. I always trust what Santos has in store for our team, our tactics. But, you know, it, just, it starts with one game at a time and just get a result, man, and go from there. So they play Thursday. And so so Thanksgiving morning at 8 a.m., I know that for sure. Yes, sir. And then they play Monday? Monday at 11, and then they have that Friday game, and it's going to be at 8 a.m. morning game. Yeah. Okay. Pacific. So when we so okay cool so when we record episode 168 we'll have two Portuguese results to talk about okay cool sounds Portugal good. is 14 to one guys here to win this World Cup Brazil still your hefty hefty favorite sitting yeah. at about three to one France Damn. next with their result today four to two so you kind of have something to look on they look pretty good Sean mentioned earlier in the day how a lot of players wasn't playing for them this World Cup. No, that's um, another one today. They're starting left back Hernandez. I mean, he might be done for the World Cup. His wow. knee got jacked up. So, yeah, they're about five to six, like, former starters from the last World Cup big tournament short. So they they look strong. Let's see how they look going forward against, obviously, Tunisia and Denmark. That seems like a pretty easy group for them, you know, um, obviously, with their win already and Tunisia and Denmark with one point. But uh, England, seven to one. They also put a smack down in their first fixture, Argentina, with their loss, still sitting at about eight, nine to one. The Portuguese cousin in the Iberian Peninsula, 10 to one in Spain, Germany, which we're yet to see tomorrow, 11 to one. The Netherlands, which got those two goals late, like I mentioned earlier, to get the three points, 12 to one. Belgium, 18 to one, sitting there a little bit shorter than Portugal as well. So I would have thought Portugal uh, or Belgium would have been you know, leapfrogged ahead of some of these teams like the Netherlands and Portugal, but the odds are not telling us that. Then Denmark, Uruguay, Croatia, which I don't think Croatia is going to make much noise this year after making the final and losing to France in 2018. I think Croatia is just going to be kind of, uh, I mean, I hope not, but they're a little bit older, Modric and whatnot, Mm -hmm. but I, you know, I I like to see what they're going to show, but I'm just not expecting as much from them. Obviously, what can you expect when you make a final, right? You get, you expect the final. But then Serbia, Ecuador, Mexico, their odds. I know my Mexican listeners aren't going to want to hear it, but you're at about 100 to 1. Those are very long. And today, you guys came out poor. You guys came out very lethargic against Poland. Poland as well didn't come out any better. Lewandowski, Mike, you might want to get on that, but dude can't score a World Cup goal for his country. And um, yeah, here we are. USA, 150 to one. Poor guys. They could have had three points. But um, yeah, it's looking like, again, it's going to be another either South American or England or a European team. What do you guys know? I mean, with Poland, it's it's crazy. You know, you can't write this better. You know, he's never scored a goal in the World Cup. And then he's also never missed a penalty as a player for the for his country in Poland. Mm-mm-mm-mm. And it's just like, oh my God, are you freaking kidding the me? One like you put yourself time. like you put yourself in a hole, right? It's such an, an opportunity to go up with three points, you know, and and you know, Saudi Arabia. I don't know if Saudi Arabia is gonna continue to play like that. And they could, you know, who knows? 
But like, I mean, I, I guess we'll see. But Jesus Christ, dude, you right. have the opportunity of a lifetime to go up three points on Argentina before you even play them. Dug yourself so, a hole, man. I will admit, though, uh, he was going up against a very, very uh, capable goalie. I mean, I know all these goalies that play. Years old. In the... He's older than I am. Come well, on, Dallas. Lewandowski guy... is one of the top strikers in the world. No, uh, you got to make that. That's one of those, like, bro, you got to make that. You got to make that. I mean, you're a Bayern Barcelona guy like good for memo too hey Ochoa's good I am not bashing that Lewandowski you gotta make that (laughs) you gotta make that man you are top five strikers in the world bro sorry Ochoa's not even a top 20 keeper in the world I mean you know he made a top 20 he made a top he made the top save of the world cup so far (laughs) you can be more right you can be more right but it's just damn bro oh god Lewandowski (laughs) so yeah so we have plenty more days talk about this uh, we'll have a full conversation next monday because we'll have so many more games to talk about probably some upsets uh sprinkled in there as well so uh next on the agenda let's uh get into a little bit of uh nba nhl you know just a monthly check-in of their standings <clears throat> sean i know you and mark should, would probably want to talk about the warriors just not mm. playing very well at all still down again, man. What happened? Let's go ahead and yeah, let's go and start with no one played. Just no one played, and they're just thank God it's early in the seasons where I guess it's okay to freaking do. I mean, it's okay, but but I don't know, bro. It's just it is really too early in the season to like push any type of panic button. I think the West. I think they said (laughs) the first. Yeah, I actually have it up right here. The first. 10 teams actually yeah every team from first place through the play-in last spot one through 10 are all within two games of each other literally the 10th spot is nine and eight the top spots 11 and six oh, 11 and six behind. yeah mm-hmm. so it's like who cares the warriors are oh sorry the warriors are one game out of a playoff spot but it's just like it's how we're playing bro one win on the road lose by 45 yesterday even if no one Jesus played Christ. I mean, no one played, but still, it's just like, you just got to get it going, get that chemistry, because, I mean, these teams aren't getting any worse, and we're getting older, so it's just like... Yeah, our second unit doesn't seem to be really stepping up when needed. Curry's obviously putting this team on his back. He's scoring, I don't know what he's averaging, 30 points probably or right something. now, I think it's just at 33. It's crazy. Pretty ridiculous number, and I know they have to step it up. I don't know if this is part of Kerr's game plan because they played so deep last year, obviously, into the June with winning that championship. This might be Kerr just, you know, really playing extra precautions, and hopefully they can squeak their way into the postseason and then, you know, do their magic from there. But from now, it's looking kind of grim there, sitting in the 11th seed you know, right outside of a playoff spot currently with 18 games in with, you know, Oklahoma, San Antonio, the Lakers and Houston just right below you. You know, you know, you're talking about the bottom garbage teams of the West and you obviously don't want to put yourself in that bracket. You know, if you, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, still early, obviously, what, 60 games, 60 something games. So just uh, I don't like what I'm seeing. It's not uh, conducive to you know, propelling yourself forward to championship status, in my opinion, and following this team closely like we do, I would say that this is one of those seasons that I've noticed, you know, before last year, the seasons with Clay injured and whatnot, that just kind of a lackluster. They're obviously hung over and just like the Los Angeles Lambs um, that we'll probably talk about in a little bit, 
they're just uh, they got that ring, and now the bling. It's time to go to. They're just taking a little nap and just uh, mm-hmm. on vacation right now. So got to step it up. It's a lot easier to do it in basketball, in my opinion, than it is for an NFL with a limited amount of games with seventeen. Yeah. yeah. So um, we'll step it up. Uh, what do you guys think? What do you guys think of the rest of the league? Well, I mean, I will say this. I, I just noticed that the best record in the league is both in the NHL and in the NBA in the same city. Freaking Boston, city of Boston, is yeah, absolutely Tampa, killing bro. it right now. They're killing it. Yeah, the best. Lost, like lost 17, their coach, like, too. Yeah, lost right. Like 17 and 2 in, in uh, the Bruins, and then right here, uh, the Celtics, 13 and 4. Just, yeah. Well, the crazy thing, too, about Boston is their basketball coach is like the youngest coach in the league. He's like 34, 35. He's hella young. They say literally this guy will run like a full Me and you were the coach? Yeah. Oh, yeah, basically we're and the thing is, I mean, the best thing that happened to that team, as young as they are, was losing the championship last year. Because you still got Jason Tatum, who's like 24, 25, Jalen Brown, Cal Berkeley product, who's young, you know, mid 20s, and another, you know, Marcus Smart. They have good players. So and they didn't young, they add Brogdon, correct? They, they got, got Brogdon, Brogdon. They got Williams. They got Derek White. So it's just you got a team that's young and hungry. It isn't the Warriors losing the championship? The Warriors lose the championship at 30 plus years old. Up, they're done probably you know this boston team only reloaded and they're at that age like they're hungry they're hungry so i mean yeah yeah i, I, I like a good wa- story if the warriors and then like like met again in the, in the nba finals run it back run it back either run it back or if the celtics you know like if they won so they got the revenge like, that'd be a cool story i guess i like our neighbors up north in the capital city of california from sacramento which are the kings right obviously um I mean, dude, I like I like what the um, what's his man, my, uh, what's his name? Uh, Pierre Fox. Well, no, the coach. Oh, our, Mike Brown. Yeah, Mike Brown. I like yeah. what Mike Brown has obviously gone and done done up there, disciple of the Warriors, and just uh, you know, he knows how to coach, and he's been around the league a long time, and they're ten and six, and yeah, Fox and seven game win Am I just seeing? And they beat freaking Memphis tonight. Yeah, they've been they've been playing good ball, man. They've been playing really good ball, and it's good to actually see them come around again. Being you know uh, from Northern California as well, so just, hopefully um, no one hopefully no one took our screenshot uh, from last week when I said, "Oh, enjoy it while it lasts." <laughs> hey, sixteen games. Hopefully no one screenshot pens. <laughs> They like win the division or if they, you know, get a high seat. Yeah, that would suck. <laughs> yeah, hopefully they get in though. I'm with Mark on that, man. Being the, you know, baby brother to the Warriors, and you know, no one hates the Kings. They aren't like one of those. Oh, they aren't rival or anything. It's the Kings. They're just easily forgettable. Sean. They're just very easy forgettable, basically. But no, nah, hey, good for them. You know, third place right now. Right. Sixteen games in. <laughs> I will say that two weeks ago I did do a uh, me and Mark did do a check in on the NHL, so we're going to skip that this week. We're going to get right into football because we have a lot of football to get into. Uh, do we? Oh yes. So uh, yeah, so college football. Oh, what a game! What a game at the Rose Bowl, USC and UCLA. Duke it out. USC squeaking by with a win after today's new college playoff vote. They are now number six. six. They're looking like if they run the table, if they can win at home this Saturday against Notre Dame and then win the Pac-12 championship probably against Oregon, I'd say. They have a shot at getting into that playoff. Well, Michigan um, and Ohio State play each other, so someone has to get out. Someone's, so one, someone's losing. And at, and at this point, Michigan already has a loss, yes. Michigan no. is undefeated no. as well okay, as Ohio so State. They I almost guess. lost last week, but they had a last-second kick to beat Illinois 19-17. That was a close one. That was that got kind of scary there for Mr. Harbaugh and the boys from Ann Arbor. So I, I would 
I would guess, you know, like when I'm thinking of who I would want to lose, just have – I'd rather have Michigan lose. They're lower in the sea. They're closer to USC, so have them lose because if Ohio State loses, they still have a shot at the playoff. But you could argue the schedule, though. No, you, you guys will – USC undefeated will be ahead of Ohio State one loss. I mean, Oregon State is now ranked. Oh, USC so, has a loss, though, too, though. Yeah, we um, lost to Utah. We lost. So the only ranked team that we've played so far besides UCLA was Utah, and we, and we lost. I keep forgetting so, you guys have a loss. That's where the uh, – hmm. Okay. Right. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'd rather have Michigan lose because they're closer to USC. Um, just to – you know, yeah, a bunch of good games this week. So – um, yeah, of course, Michigan, Ohio State, you know, they play, uh, USC at, is at home against Notre Dame, who have been playing well, but I yeah, am I not surprised down. that I'm seeing, you know, USC favored by almost a touchdown here. Um, it's rivalry reek pretty much in a way, right? Pretty it much. Is. Look at uh, these games. The green, what about the green wave, man? Holy crap. Nine and two, hold on. Tulane is 19th ranked, but they have two losses. Tulane, yeah, 19 for Cincinnati. Uh-huh. It's kind of weird. Usually if it's I see Tulane with two losses, they're like down in the 50s rank, but they're still 19. Wow, so Cincinnati at, at 24th rank, so they're playing this weekend. Um, yeah, lost it, Ole Miss, freaking number 20 still. That's true. Well, SEC is always going to get the, yeah. you know, the voters. Florida State, 8-3, they're at 16 now. Who knows? So, Oregon, Oregon State plays. So, yeah, it just looked like it's the rivalry Civil week. War. Civil right. War. Yes, sir. The Civil War. Yeah, but, dude, I mean, I don't know. How, I mean, I think for your sake, Mike, I think that Ohio State probably can pull off that win against uh, Michigan. I think Michigan is dealing with some of the injuries. They've the been running very, back. And they've been very dependent, you know, on Corum, Chase Corum, their uh, running back. And, you know, their, I would say their aerial game isn't just as good as uh mr uh cj strouds and the mm-hmm. ones over there from columbus are Raiders so i kind of like them to get the revenge michigan finally beat them last year after losing what nine of the previous years before that so right. i think Crazy. i think it's time to get back in the saddle for the buckeyes here and i think they have something to show and uh i think they'll get in and uh georgia i think those are probably two that are for sure we're gonna have I mean, to see. but it's such an uphill climb with Georgia, though. It seems like they are so much better than everybody else. Jesus they are. Christ. They are. They are so good. They are. So so it's like Georgia and then whoever the hell else. Whoever the hell else. It don't matter whoever in, it is. In the playoffs. It seems like it doesn't freaking matter. And especially if, if USC is going to squeak in in the fourth spot. Oh, crap. We have to go play Georgia first. Because I think the only way Georgia, I mean, or versus the Georgia-USC, the hypothetical is... The only thing USC can do is just keep scoring points. They, I mean, you gave up 40 plus versus UCLA. How many points are you gonna give up versus Georgia? Oh yeah, their defense is not there right now. You know, and Absolutely. that's, and that's well, the reality this, of it. Well, I'll tell you what. Georgia, the very first game of the season, they played Oregon and they put a beating on them, like 40 something to three, right? So you're telling me to make it to play that Georgia game, USC is most likely gonna have to go through Oregon in the Pac-12 title game. Yeah. So let's see. Are they going to put a beating on Oregon? If they can put a beating on Oregon like Georgia did, I'll be it. That's the first game of the season. Oregon, new coach, new quarterback. They're adjusting. You know, I got I got to give them that. Forty-nine to three. It was ugly. It was ugly. Slapping. And, and it was like I said, new coach, new quarterback, adjusting to a new system, going on the road. Obviously, not in Georgia, but in a neutral. I think it was in Atlanta. Opening and, week, it was a neutral. Yeah. So you know, I'd say. 
I mean, it seems like the only, the only test they had, I mean, yeah, they only, <clears throat> excuse me, they only beat Kentucky by 10 last week, but it seems like besides the game against Missouri back in the beginning of October, they haven't, they've murdered everybody. And uh-huh. even though the score what didn't show, they throttled Tennessee. It wasn't even close. Uh, I don't know. I, I'd be so excited because, like I, I've been saying, uh, people who have been listening to this podcast for the last couple of years, I said it like Link, when Lincoln Riley came in, I said it goes in like steps. You know, you probably you won't even make the Pac-12 championship the first year. They didn't, you know, like or you know, it goes in steps. That they might. Well, no, but that, but but so this is his first ex- year exceeding expectations. Right. Right. So that's what so that's what I said, right? Is you get up there, maybe have a few of those losses, the classic USC losses, you know. Just got one, right? Just the one. Dylan's so in now. So I don't know. And then like the next year, you go to the Pac-12 championship, and then the third year, you know, you fight for a playoff spot. So the, it's he's already exceeding expectations. And with Caleb Williams coming back again next year, Caleb good. So who, Caleb that defense good. needs to exceed he expectations had, though. He had a pass that was an absolute freaking laser. He was coming across to the left, right? Came back across his body. You know, they always say don't don't throw across your body. Although he was passing to, you can do to it, his though. left, but off of his back foot, he threw like a thirty-yard dime, like an absolute freaking laser to one of his receivers. It was. Did he throw as good as Spencer Rattler in Columbia, South Carolina against uh, against the who they play the Tennessee, oh, right? Tennessee, oh, my Tennessee. God. Yeah, they made. They made Tennessee look pretty freaking. I, that might have been one of the worst games Tennessee's played uh, ever. Tennessee's I mean, quarterback towards ACL. I think it was a halfway through the second or third. Yeah, that's who sucks. did. Tennessee's quarterback towards Tennessee's ACL. Game. Did he? Yep. Hooker. Yeah. Yep. Uh, oh uh, wow. Uh, Mark, I, I'm living under a rock since Saturday. Colin Bookie's podcast Instagram page, <laughs> you would see the story. Uh, that's all I'm saying. Caleb's oh, having okay. himself a season, bro. I've seen actually like a scouting report on Caleb. They said, hey, don't be surprised if he's going to be the top quarterback take when he goes out. He is good, man. He can sling it. He can move well. Oh, boy, 98, 33 touchdowns. Sean, you, did, Sean you, told, you said like three weeks ago, though, that the Raiders don't want him. You're like, you're like you do not want Caleb Williams. So what makes so so what about like so what's the difference now? From like three or four uh, the, weeks ago. The minute I, I think when I seen that. The Raiders were going to go after C.J. Stroud. I just don't touch Ohio State quarterbacks. I'd go over. I'd right. go with them. <laughs> That's why. And at least I've seen this guy uh, play at Oklahoma too. So I'm like, okay, you put True. in perspective. One of those guys, yeah. True. Even though historically speaking, USC quarterbacks don't fare too well in the NFL. You know, Carson Palmer had a decent career. You know, he made it to a playoffs a few times. Uh, what he made it to Mar- the Raiders? Mark Sanchez, he first two seasons in the league, he made it to the AFC Championship game. But what's he years. known? What's, what's he known for now? Though? Uh, the ass fumble. The there it fumble. is. Actually, the anniversary was yesterday. <laughs> yeah, the anniversary of that. And then I also saw like two weeks ago that it was the anniversary of when he was eating a freaking hot dog on the sidelines in Oakland. Mustard only. <laughs> That's disrespected. <laughs> Wasn't it the anniversary a couple weeks ago of that play that the Colts ran? What was that one play they ran? They had like. They set up all weird. They just like hiked in. Like, yeah, they, what the, <laughs> that was the point of that. It was like a just, quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> it was like a player. Like, like, you know what I'm talking about? You can't make it up, bro. Oh, yeah. But, um, <laughs> but a huge slate of games um, this weekend in college football. Uh, none more important than obviously Ohio State, Michigan, and USC, Notre Dame. So mm-hmm. we'll talk about that pl- in plenty uh, next Monday. Uh, but let's get into the NFL, boys. Um, Mark, I think he's still. Mark, what did you go in the contest? Let's first. give a quick. So Mark's still in first. TJ's I, one behind, and I'm behind him. 
Okay. Oh, it's so getting I, tough, man. I, I did do th- two straight weeks of three and one, and then I went two and two this week. So I, I'm still like eight or nine wins behind Mark, but I'm slowly but surely, I'm not going 0 and 4. I'm not going 1 and 3. Um, so, so let's check this leaderboard here for the comic bookies super contest. Yeah, Mark is, has 26 wins. Uh, Mr. Lurk Boys has 25. Oh, no, yep. He's lurking. Sean's there with 24. Uh, Mark's boy, uh, his brother-in-law Gabe is with 23. And is even it Aaron, really? Even Aaron's 20, up there with 22 wins. Oh yeah, so. 20, No one's tied at those top. It's 26, 25, 24, One 23, 22. There's two people tied with 22, but the 23, 24, 25, 26 are all by themselves. That's how close it is. All it takes is for me to go one and three, and for someone to go three and one, and bada bing, bada boom. Right. The lead's gone. Sean's wife, Marissa, and my mom both have uh, 18 wins. My mom goes 4-0 and last week. Like, what the hell? Nice. My mo- or, I'm right behind them with 17. So, yeah, so I'm nine wins behind Mark, but we still have plenty of football to play. This week is week 12, I believe, so we still have 12, <clears throat> seven more weeks left. You know? um, so what do you guys think? Um, any reaction from last week's games? Uh, they had the Mexico City game where the Niners put a pounding on the Cardinals. The Raiders won their third game of the year. The Denver Broncos have yet to beat the Las Vegas Raiders, so that's pretty uh, that's pretty cool. <clears throat> so the Raiders just notched another you know number on their belt two times against the Broncos and mm-hmm. once against the Texans. So that's some 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 good company of wins right there, might I add. So yeah, but they go to Seattle this weekend. Uh, Sean, who the Niners got this week? We are hosting the New Orleans Saints, uh, the first Saints. of three home games in a row. It's going to definitely be a juggernaut three the, weeks. The Niners game next week is actually going to be good against the their Niners, old coach. Niners Miami, Miami and then Nin- I'm actually going to hopefully be going to that game. But yeah, Niners New Orleans is a must win because after that, we pretty much have to split the Miami Tampa. I mean, we can take both of them, of course, take both. But yeah, Miami and Tampa back-to-back starting next week. So it's... What's that spread there at home against the New Orleans Saints? Are we looking for at least... Are we looking for maybe a a New Orleans cover? Nine. Because it's a look-ahead game. Yeah, I was just going to say that. This is a look-ahead game for the Niners. They they blew their load up uh, up in, you know, mile and a half high up there in in Estadio Azteca. So... So that's yeah. something that I, you know, that's something I'd be looking for is probably a Niner win, but maybe by seven, just, right? Yeah, yeah a just win and escape with no injuries. Just, yeah, I guess, exactly yeah. like one of those ones where you just kind of escape with it. So minus nine for there for this for, for the Forty ers You got other games like the Rams and Chiefs minus fourteen and a half. Bring that up, oh, man. Wow. As bad as these Rams are looking, like, there's a point where it's like they're just really bad like despite like some of those names on that roster and it's like 14 and a half like how do they not cover that (laughs) both east divisions every single team in both east divisions are above 500 which is pretty crazy considering at the beginning of the season we're talking about the commanders we're talking about no quarterback what you said oh you said every team in the east every team in both eastern divisions are above 500 crazy like, you know, you, you wouldn't say that the Jets and the Commanders were above 500 11 games into the year. Absolutely not. There was a point last week before the game started that the whole AFC East would have been in the playoffs. The right. whole damn division. Right. Crazy. Well, that was what was supposed to happen to the AFC West before the season started, remember? They already had every single team. It was supposed to be the best the best division ever known to man. Supposed yeah. to be Devontae Adams coming over, Russell Wilson's gonna cook and ride, and 
Freaking Mahomes is going <laughs> to yeah. keep doing his thing. Right and Herbert, Herbert getting Khalil Mack and everybody when the West was supposed to go to the playoffs. I remember yeah, that. That. Um, that, Seattle that, Seahawks, that Seattle Seahawks pick is looking better and better right there for the, uh, <laughs> from the Denver Broncos. That's about the top 12, five pick right there. Ago. Now, are the Cleveland Browns actually going to get to play in their home stadium? Did you see what happened today? What someone broke, someone broke in and did like donuts on the field. Just totally what? annihilated the field. Danielle just told me that like an hour or two ago. Yeah. In Cleveland. Right. Cleveland. Yeah. I mean, was it good years that was it good years? It was next gen kind of you know the headquarters is right there in Akron for good years. That's uh where they come out of. So that's true. Um you have the Tennessee Titans, which are number one in the league against the spread, eight and two. I freaking called it. I called it and I didn't freaking and I didn't pick it. Like it was a freebie, it was, and I, and they were getting points. They were getting three and a half points against the freaking shitty ass Packers, and I still didn't take it because I hate picking Thursday night games because some of those games are really wacky. You know, people mm-hmm. coming off short weeks, like you just don't know. And they outright covered. They won by ten. I was like, God damn it! I thought they were minus three or three and a half. They were plus. Mm-hmm. Plus money. That's mm-hmm. what they were. So Cincinnati's. In let's, Tennessee. Talk, let's talk about how good Minnesota looked, boys. Oh, oh my God. You know what? Easy, easy money. Give me that. That was easy money. When they that play versus easy. tough defenses, bro, like, I was hearing on, oh man, where was I hearing it? I can't put the damn source to my head right now, but just look at their freaking schedule. When you put them against a super tough defense, I mean, that Dallas defense, top three. Dude, Kurt. Cousins is like Mike always says. He is who he thought he was. Yes, they're going to probably win the division. That has nothing to do with the argument right now. But you put him against a tough defense, man. That guy just shits the bed every time. Mm-hmm. I mean, their defense didn't help him much out either against Prescott. But, yeah, Ooh, dude. Mr. Just, Pollard. Oh, man. That was, that uh, was, what a that, pickup. <laughs> that was, like, honestly a Sorry, gimme. John. Vegas gave us that game. Because, I mean, I mean. Right. I mean, Minnesota was what eight and one at the time. I think eight and, and one, yeah, yeah. You're and eight and one, and you're a and dog favorites. in your own house. Yep, home dog against a team that just lost to the Packers. You know, that was kind of like that was right there for the taking, man. Yep. What are the games you guys like? The Ravens usually play a little bit better on the road. They're but they're down in Jacksonville. Um, what's, what's that? What's that weather look like? I know, right? Jacksonville off the bye, huh? Jacksonville off the bye. There it is. You know what? I'm 72 serious. degrees and cloudy, probably a little bit muggy. Dude, Baltimore struggled fun. a little bit last week. Yeah, they went. I think they shut out Carolina, but it wasn't like I don't like, like Baltimore. A, I don't, 13, like, 13 I don't like them at all. I don't think they're a good team. If people think they're good, I don't even think they're a really good football team, to be I've quite honest. I've been saying this. Yes, thank Did you. Did you guys no, – no, no, this was our division. We were split, right? You guys picked Cincinnati and I picked Baltimore? I picked Cincy, yes. I know I picked Cincy. I, you think yeah. you, this is when you may have split on with us too? Yeah. Well, Baltimore is just one game ahead of Cincy. I mean, Cincy's kind of creeping. They uh, Cincinnati's they playing a lot better. Joe Burrow and Mixon, yeah, they're playing a lot better. And Chase hasn't even playing the past couple of weeks. He may come back this week. But I, you know what? This is one of those. I think I'm going to jump on uh, Jacksonville to upset the Ravens this week. Off the bye week, I wow. I just I don't like the Ravens, man. I mean, I, I like the players. Like, you know, they're cool. Lamar, Mark Andrews, but like the team, like I just don't know what it is, man. Like, yeah. I don't know. And, it, it, you know, it's weird. Um, and then also going to, to, to a team like the Eagles, you know, that spread was that spread was too low 
for the for the team that they were playing, and sure enough, they don't cover. You know, at at time, you know, it was like less than a touchdown. Uh, they against barely the Colts, won against Jeff Saturday and the Colts. They were down. They had to come back and win. And sure enough, this week they're at home against the Packers, and they're only favored by seven. At like home it's just too. it's just oh, weird oh to me. Like on su- Sunday night prime time. What's my mindset here, Mark? Tell me, because it is true. This is this is where it is like your you know your they're thing when it comes to, to betting. They're begging like, me to take the Packers. Like how how do I? Take the yeah, that's like the sucker bet. Oh, take the fucking Eagles, single digit at home, Sunday night, cold weather, Lincoln Financial. Like, how do I not take the Eagles seven points? But what's the catch? <laughs> Someone tell me here. I mean, the Eagles are obviously not playing as good as they were before their bye. That's I, one. You yeah. Lose to the Commanders you and barely a, pull it out versus India. Barely pull it out, barely. Um, so is this a get right game where hey, we are who we think we are. We're gonna go blow out Green Bay or tell you what, my Dallas pick is looking better and better for the division. Oh, I still, uh, I still feel you. Yeah, I could, <laughs> I could see that being kind of a get right game. Um, I can. It sucks, man. But damn, I'm with you though. The past two games they have looked very mortal. They. Not impressed. Yeah. Good mor- good morale win for the Raiders. Good overall team win. Huge. You know, um, again, I saw a stat last week, and it would have held up because they wouldn't have had to, gone to o- go to overtime. If the Broncos ha- scored, if they score at exactly 18 points in every game this season, they have one loss, and that's mm-hmm. the first time against the Raiders. Technically, the they, only gave up 16, they only gave up 16 <laughs> points. Against because it was 16-16 going to overtime, so technically they gave up more than 18 points. But in regulation, if they score 18 points, they have one loss this year. If they have Javante Williams right now, how much would that be helping them? You think? Oh, for sure. Control the their clock. run game. Their run yeah. game is yeah. really hurting be, them. I really think it's a lot of points. Them. Yeah, you know, you're forcing Russell Wilson to 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 make the plays. Gordon and, had like six fumbles through. Yeah that past game so it's like you know i'm not gonna come he's the easiest person to blame russ and hey god forbid he is not playing at did all you, good football did you hear about melvin gordon oh dude that picture was classic he was in the oj white bronco yeah no but you see him like they cut him right oh they cut him yeah yeah they cut him but did you hear the story my brother yeah. sent it to me and mark earlier today saying that when he was in the locker room after the game he was playing hella future songs had <laughs> a little loud in the locker room so russell wilson was like Cut him. Get his freaking ass out of here. here. Get him out of here. Yeah, and they cut Gordon, his ass. That's just, that's a and they're going to blame game. it. They're going to scapegoat all the fumbles and everything. But yeah. <laughs> He's sick, though. I'd be bumping him in the locker room. But come on. Context, bro. Mask off. Mask off. <laughs> right, this game. This game. <laughs> Ocean Nav. Right, this wild, game. Okay, let's, let, let's uh, end the sports uh, section of the podcast. Uh, we're up almost uh, almost an hour here. Let's give a couple picks for, for Thanksgiving. So what do we like on Turkey Day? Buffalo is a minus nine and a half in Detroit. The Giants are Buffalo. nine and a half point dogs in Dallas. And Patriots are uh, two and a half point dogs in Minnesota. Buffalo. So what do we like? Detroit wins in New York. Uh, a team I'm still not believing in because I don't believe in Daniel Jones. We're going Buffalo. Right. The, the Cowboys, that's a lot of points were scored last week. And, you know, this is a division game. I love getting the points right here. If I was picking all three, if I had to pick all three of these games, oh, man, Detroit plays well on Thanksgiving sometimes. <laughs> it's like sometimes. It's like Jacksonville, sometimes. 
mm-hmm. plays well in their England games. Jacksonville does. So if I had to, I'd probably go with Buffalo. Mm-hmm. I definitely take the Giants with the points. And I could see Minnesota bouncing back and winning by at least I a field goal. I can't too. At home against the Patriots. Mm-hmm. I could see that. I don't like to, you know, that's two out of three favorites. I don't know. Mark, are you taking the points? Are you taking the points all around or what? What will be yours? Like, gun to your head, what are you doing for these three games? Probably two dogs and one favorite. There it is. Yeah. I can flip-flop either way because Detroit sometimes plays pretty well, you know. And, of course, you know, you got the prevent defense, which is not a, which is not a temp, which is, is not the classic prevent defense, like what we were talking about over the weekend. It's not like keep everything in front take away the sidelines you know you want them to get down inbounds to force them to use timeouts or waste that time to get up to the line of scrimmage no you're giving them 20 yards at least every play freebie Mm -hmm. and then like right to the sidelines it's like no wonder Mahomes is coming back and getting a field goal in 13 seconds and no wonder all these guys are making their breaking like Derek Carr has the most fourth quarter comebacks and overtime wins like it's like a you know of all time with a minimum of 100 starts or whatever the stat was it's like duh because this prevent defense shit is different than what it was in the 80s, 90s. It's like, no, dude, no one can hit each, no one can hit you in the mouth anymore, and obviously no one can point fingers anymore. No one can do any fucking celebrations because it's a freaking uh, personal foul penalty. Although <sighs> remember, uh, Buffalo did stay in 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 Detroit, Detroit, so they're having back-to-back games on the same. Board field that is. So. Mm-hmm. Well, I sure hope so. That's to keep in mind for uh, your Six, handicapping seven, purposes. Eight. No travel, right? No travel. Mm-hmm. Which, unfortunately, other. for people who like to, you know, take some dogs, especially when you're almost getting damn near double-digit points, that would uh, bode I'd, I'd look at better the over for the in Buffalo that game, Bills. Actually, the I'd over fifty-four and a half. Oh, that's high. That's a lot of points. Yeah, I, Detroit I mean the Detroit score. scores though. That's the thing. Yeah, Detroit, Detroit scores. scores. I give them that. They freaking score points. Yeah. And Buffalo's right. defense hasn't been as good as they were to start the season. I'd say that. Agreed. Right. Okay. Well, plenty of games to get into in college and NFL. So that is it for the sports. That's it for the first half of the podcast uh, and on to the comic book. So before we get into that, please uh, go follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Just search the comic bookies. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit the little notification bell so you get all of the you know notifications when we're going live uh, or when we post any other kind of videos or shorts. Uh, you can also email us at thecomicbookies at gmail.com. So Let's roll into it, boys. Let's get into the comic books. I will say before I, of course, name all the comic books, we are currently in the middle of a giveaway. We have about three or four more days during the Thanksgiving holiday for everyone to go ahead and follow us. Follow Treasure Island Comics. Like the post. That's currently the number one post on our page. And go ahead and just tag two friends uh, in that post, and that gets you an entry in. I will be pulling names sometime this weekend, Saturday or Sunday, uh, and yeah, and then I'll be shipping books out uh, next week before I go back to work next Thursday. So let's uh, good luck to everyone. I have ten books on the slate. Depending on what I get, you know, from Treasure Island tomorrow when I go in there, I might be uh, be generous and grab an extra one or something like that. So so we so we shall, shall see. There's at least ten for people to win. In the comic books this week, coming out tomorrow on Wednesday, November twenty third, twenty twenty two, from DC. Just to name a few, Detective Comics 1066, Action Comics 1049, The Human Target number 9, Harley Quinn 24, and Batman Fortress number 7. From Marvel, we have Amazing Spider-Man 14, Daredevil number 5, 
X-Men 17, Alien number 3, and Avengers Forever number 11. Image gives us the Department of Truth number 22 and 8 Billion Genies number 6. AWA gives us Sacrament number 4. Vault Comics gives us Mindset number 5. And from Boom Studios and R.L. Stein, Stuff of Nightmares number 3. So, Sean, let's get into it. So we missed last week as well. So a couple weeks worth of books. I would say two weeks ago was a huge stack. And then this past week, I only got, I only have like four to read or something. So I read, you know, the two that I thought that maybe you guys would have read and talked about, which was amazing Spider-Man 13 and nice house on the lake 11, which by the way, nice house on the lake at the very end of number 11 to be concluded. So we had no idea how many issues it would have been from James tiny. but issue 12 is the last issue of that book. It's starting to get to come to a finality. If you agree, Mark, did you read number 11? I did. It's like we're finally starting to get answers. and right. I um, know, right? Finally starting to get answers in issues 10 and 11, then finally yes. something final in issue 12. So, um, But I like it. I have a feeling it's going to be somewhat of an explosive and kind of mind F, you know, sort of thing. But um, I'm ready for it to end. I've liked it. Um, right. It's it one of the ones that's to, taken too long. You know? Did it live up to the person, my personal hype for it uh, with tying in coming off those Batman runs and just uh, really with this, you know, really good writing. Um, but just uh, it's been a long time. It's uh, just, you know, it's a lot of questions every issue, you know. Just not mm-hmm. like a kind of like Alex from T.I. always. Uh, I love how he hates the fact that we don't know what happened to Peter Parker. Right. And these new Spider-Man story that we got from uh, Zeb Wells. But um, I, I mean, the Spider-Man story has been all right. Obviously, we get the other one. Do you guys get the Gold Goblin uh, sites? Uh, number one. I did not, Mark. I mean, Alex just threw it in for me. I guess it's uh like. I thought it was going to be like a one shot. Mm. You guys see it? Yeah, I I do. I thought it was going to be a one shot type deal. That was like a tie into this story. But I think it's going to be maybe not ongoing, but it's going to be a series for sure. Because what it says at the end, it's going to be a series. And you guys did not get that one, right? No, no, no. I I wonder why. I wonder why he gave it it to me and not you guys. If we're all on Spider-Man. I don't know. I'm actually not too sure. Was your was your uh, was your uh, stack like small that week? Maybe. I mean, but it's it was all right. It's pretty much um, it's uh, what's his name? The, the character in the Spider-Man that right now, the boss, uh, Norman, uh, he's, mm-hmm. he's yeah, basically Norman. the yeah. gold goblin, which you obviously saw at the end of uh, Spider-Man number whatever the hell it was. Thirteen. Uh, Thirteen, right? So you kind of yeah. see him get out Which, of the hospital, and uh, he has to go save uh, Peter Parker, right, in his suit. Yeah, I mean... It's still not doing it for you. He's shaking his head, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I see him. <laughs> there it is. Kind of brought me back for a few issues, and then it, 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 you lost me for the la- for the next two and 12 and now 13. I don't know. It's just... And, and then they try to, you know, dangle the carrot out to you, Um with this character at the end, this chick, I didn't get a chance to go and kind of research and to see who it was. But I don't know. Two different hobgoblins and, you know, back and forth. Like, oh, he's being mind controlled. No, actually, he wasn't. This, this and that. I don't know. And then Alex posts the thing like, what do you, like, what did you do? Like, we, we still don't know. 13 That's issues in. Like, said. what did yeah. you do? That's what right? I just so, said. It, it pains them so bad to not know. 
right. what's what's so, going on yet with, with with Peter, but so we'll see how this this arc kind of like unfolds, right? If, if it's supposed to be like an arc, like six issue arc, I still have we still have tons more, you know, uh, all the way through eighteen. But so we'll see. Did you, you ever have five? a? Ch- oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna ask Mike. Did you have a chance? to get the re-released copies of that Death of Superman that came out on the 9th? Yeah, I did. Okay, because I actually did read, and I think I, that actually was like the story of Superman dying when you fight Doomsday. I actually read that, and it was pretty good. I mean, yes, it's just like mm-hmm. one issue, but yeah, yeah I like it. I actually read that. It was one of the first stories that I read. So um, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast, but the first stories that i read comic book wise was on like the dc app like the dc universe app so i would like buy i i got the new 52 run of justice league where you know earth earth 3 came over you know uh the crime syndicate and everything that was one of the arcs and stuff but i read the whole run via the app so i would spend like 14.99 on a huge like it'd be like a volume right for a trade paperback but it would be on my phone so i would just kind of read and I would tap because it would go to like each bubble, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and so I, I read it that way. And actually, I read Death of Superman like that kind of story yeah. that way as well, like digitally, because like I've said before, I got the full run of that arc uh, from on eBay. I have the full run of that of that Superman. Um, and then I have three different copies of the issue that he was killed, the OG copy that he was killed the rare sought after third printing of that uh, issue and then the third one is the print is the printing that's in the black, black sleeve. sleeve and it ha- has the armband who i'm gonna actually get the copy right with the book i have who are those last two characters i think it's like the last page i'm gonna pull it up right now give me two seconds <laughs> okay well while we do that uh mark did you uh let's talk about either one of those two joker books did you get um, the Man Who Stopped Laughing issue two, and then actually issue one of Batman and the Joker: The Deadly Duo. That looks like a freaky, like horror one, dude. With all like the dude, it, it, they, they look like little um, from like when the Batman Who Laughs when he had his little like Robin minions, and they were all looking like just like vampires and stuff. That looks like a cool story. Sean, did you read? Did you get and read that one? The Batman and the Joker: Deadly Duo. I did. I told Alex I want it, and I didn't go to the shop last week, but I did see it. So okay, cool. Should be good. Yes, I did see that one, and I actually That's have the book. Definitely, right definitely worth it. It's a DC Black Label book. It's uh, it's yeah, it's so weird, and it's like it's more like a horror story, right? Who's this, Mike? I can't really see because it's the uh, it's flickering. Goddamn! Hey, you can't see. Yeah, your green screen. You have to turn your green you screen. You have to hold it off. closer to your face. Oh, yeah, that would probably do it. So. <laughs> he's still not working oh yeah like the like the, the guy in, in the white and the girl in the red and the in the green and blue yes oh i don't know i'd have to i'm not sure oh it is blue. okay it's flickering okay yeah yeah but you do see how i'm talking about yeah because i i mean all i do is oh we didn't make it in time he must have survived can't go like this and maybe there's a previous issue that kind of says who they were but yeah i was curious who the hell they were because i had no idea who they were yeah um, but no, uh, what did you think of that one, Mark? The the Deadly Duo. I didn't read it. I didn't get it. How dare you? <laughs> it's actually pretty good. Um, from just judging based off of if I were to pick between the Deadly Duo and the Joker, the man who stopped laughing, I'd pick the Deadly Duo. For sure. 
even though the the man who stopped laughing is kind of following up from the Joker series, it's pretty good. Um, I'm so not far, enjoying it that much. It's okay, right? Because there's okay. like two, it's like two different Jokers. He gets shot in the head. He's just trying to like, you know, tr- try to find someone who's gonna be on his side, right? And then he's trying to figure out who this other Joker is. It's yeah, it's. I really. It's, it's okay, sorry, right? Hey, it's. I mean, trying to follow up the first, uh, the first series that we had with mm-hmm. the, the whole Gordon and looking for him and whatnot. That was really good. This one's just okay. Um, will you continue pulling it? I think so. Anything with Red Hood, I'm, I'm down. You know, I love yeah, a good story cool with Red Hood. See Red Hood in there. I'll admit that. Don't really read too much of stuff with him in it. Yeah. So I think I'll, I think I'll, I'll continue to pull it. Um, I have a couple of stories that are kind of winding down and getting to the end, but I I, I will pull it. Uh, let's see what else. Sean, finally, Strange Academy Finals issue one. So I did finally get a chance to read that one. Um, this is going to come to an explosive ending, bro. Yes. With, with Emily and you know of course Doyle and everything, it's going to come to a Doyle, huge. Explosion. Doyle crazy. <laughs> yeah, Doyle's but so is Emily. Like Emily's pretty much holding these people hostage. Bro, she's right? hella crazy. Like all. Of, even like the way they make like her eyes look like she looks like she's just like evil pissed and yeah. Yeah, no, it's going to be, it's going to be quite the story. Cause you know, cause like this is one of the stories that's not the best, right? I wouldn't even put it in the top 10 of stories that I've read. we're still getting it though. I'm, I was thinking the but same thing when I was reading it. <laughs> because it's like, I don't know, like I always kind of in drawn to the, you know, X-Men, but it's not X-Men, right? It's Harry Potter, but it's not Harry Potter. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it it's feels like kids. I'm reading, like, it's mm-hmm. like these kids who are in school who are gifted. Huh. It's a little bit of X-Men, a little bit of Harry Potter, but it's not. It's in the world of strange. It's sort of, of, of magic. You know, like anything like with the, with Justice League Dark, with anything like that, with, you know, Zatanna and John Constantine and Swamp Thing. And, and yeah, I, I just, yeah. I, how many more, how many more do we have left of that? I don't know because I think this is just like a uh, like a, another mini series. I was so, going to say that I think it's like a whole new mini series. Yeah, it's a whole new yeah exactly. So who knows if it's going to be like six or eight with the or, same or damn 12. characters and almost feels like an extension of the previous one that we're reading. Yeah, of course they just called it something new so they can start out at a number one, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's gonna and and i will say some of the issues in the previous story didn't have a lot of dialogue a lot of text oh this one's so a I, lot so of reading it. so it's a lot more reading so i will say it's it's worth my money more right yes. so yeah so i would say i would definitely continue to pull this one you know one of the few marvel that i actually like i agreed with what that else? one brother what else guys oh i will say i don't know if you guys got this but from boom studios i got issue one of damn them all if you guys uh, I got that. I haven't read it yet. Did you read it? Oh, I did read it, so I will save it. Okay, cool. I'm save glad it. that somebody got I it. Did get it. It, I... it was like, what the hell is this? And it's like, okay, this is actually pretty cool. Again, like some magic shit, bro. So it's like, yeah. okay, this is pretty cool. So I will put that off to the side. I will put it in for a actually in two weeks because you, sir, you are so lucky. You won't be here next week because you're in Disneyland. <sighs> Jesus. You lucky son of a bitch. I, I almost forgot myself. <laughs> right? I wonder well, yeah, well, is you, it previews your wallet this? won't be forgetting when you come home. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll make sure to remind you. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know, right? What are these reds? Why am I did in the you red? guys get that book out of previews or did you see it at the shop? I seen it at uh, the shop. Previews. I got mine out of previews. <laughs> I think I was supposed to get that book. But I don't think I it was actually pretty good. If it's going to be like a, 
I'll have to look again, but I think it's going to be, it's, it's Boom Studios. They don't have a lot of ongoing stuff. So yes. if it's like a six or eight issue miniseries, oh, I think definitely worth a pull. And plus you'll be having Nice House on the Lake ending. Right. I'm having a bunch of stories. I think Batman Fortress is coming to an end. The, um, I just finished the, uh, Flashpoint Beyond. The Crisis on Infinite, the Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths in its last issue or two. Yeah, yeah I'm almost done with a bunch of books. So, yeah. We get to, you, t- you talked about a few Marvel stories that you do actually like. We get to see what Matt Murdock is up to again this week, Daredevil Ooh, 5. Yeah. Yes, we it's do. True. Mm-hmm. That's good. I'm excited for that one. That's one well. that I'm always anticipating. Like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, it comes in a week where it's uh, I am getting 11 books this week, so it'll be down. It'll be down on the list because yeah, I have to save last. Human Target, the Harley oh, Quinn books Target come out this sure, week. There's hella books this week, right? Dark and Crisis. Then, so I wonder what next week's going to bring because usually the fifth book, usually the fifth one is the fifth Wednesday of the month. We we, we might get annual, so we might only get like five or six books. I wonder but if we get next week. We week. have next week. We Previews have a Nightwing. We have a Nightwing 2022 annual next week. We have oh, Detective next nice week. We have, uh, let me see. We don't get that. We don't Wait, get so we get that. Detective this week and then annual next week? Oh, yep. And then uh, Mark and I have Symbol of Truth next week. Strange Academy Finals next week, number two. Okay, okay. cool. Nice. Stillwater. <clears throat> so I still have quite the list, even though it's the fifth week. Okay, cool. Uh, let's get into um, speaking of that. Damn them all. Number two next week, too. <laughs> Christ. OK, cool. Uh, punchline, the Gotham game. Either of you get that. Either of you read it. Uh, I was supposed to get that one and I didn't get it either. OK, it's, it's How pretty is good. It? I mean, I asked Alex about it actually last week when I went in. It's um, yeah, I mean, he said it's not like a must must have, but he said it's decent. So I didn't. If you like the world of like how tiny and kind of ended his run on Batman where he ended with punchline, you know, like going to jail. And then we, and then we read the punchline side stories and stuff mm-hmm. of her in jail, getting out and stuff. If you kind of like that storyline, it kind oh, of it's followed, like that. It's yeah. It, it, there's a little bit. And then there's other, do we get other a clown ha- hunter? Cause I'm getting clown hunter and uh, Batman incorporated. incorporated. No, you, you don't get any of that. She, she kind of, um, goes to, uh, two other villains uh, to pull off something. So I'm not going to give much more of that, but yeah, she's just trying to get her foot back in the, in the door of Gotham and kind of to establish herself, like reestablish herself in the city of Gotham. So, um, is that ongoing? It, and, who, and who's writing it? Punchline, the Gotham game. I don't know if it's ongoing. I'm not sure. Uh, the writer, let me get that for you right now, sir. The writer. Oh, why do you? Oh, of course. Yeah, you know, I hate some of these. There we go. The writer is Tim Howard. Is Teeny, Teeny, Tiny Howard, T I N I. Seen that name before. And Blake hmm. Howard. Both of them are writing this story. Blake. So. Yeah, I was gonna say Tim Howard, like the former goalkeeper. You know, <laughs> there it is. Y'all thinking so, all the World Cup, right? So I, I would probably assume, uh, if no one else has anything else, that the last two books of the week that we're talking about is Batman 129, of course, and Gotham City Year One Issue Two. Mark, did you get a chance to read that today? Gotham City Year One Issue Two. It's a great book. I love it. I love how it's Tom through the King, notes. Man. I just, dude, it's really good. It's Tom King again, just delivering. I mean, I get my Human Target tomorrow as well. Tom King. I can't, you know. Always saying good stuff about that guy on the stand podcast. But yeah, it was really, really bangers, good. Man. Now he pretty much he's getting paid. 
and it's the runaround. And is that chick supposed to be like a Catwoman, right? Because you see how he says mm-hmm. he's like she like landed on the other building just like a cat. And it's like yeah. it's it, of course it's, it has that feel to it, like we're reading a current Batman story, but it's mm-hmm. set in year one of Gotham City, where it's like, huh? You know what I'm saying? I think the year, I think the year one isn't necessarily. It might, it might be the characters from year one, but it feels like it's already a Batman story because there's already an established Batman, right? Supposedly, you know. And correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't Tom King like work for like the CIA or like? Yeah. Before he wrote books, like he worked in government, right? Right. Yeah. So he can write. He can write the oh, hell out of a spy. Yeah, he can write the yeah. snot out of a like a detective type dude. I love it. So it's like now so, you got the supposedly Catwoman, and she's in on it, giving this guy all these notes to get you know the Waynes to give him all these money, all this money in these duffel bags, and he's showing up to the spot. And he's basically telling the Wayne the, or Wayne that this isn't going to work. We're not going to give him a hundred grand just to get another envelope with more information on it. Like your mm-hmm. daughter's not here. Your daughter is kidnapped. She's not here. We need to find her and giving her more money. And then Wayne is like, no, mm-hmm. you're going to go back in there. It's my daughter. It's my daughter. Right. Right. He goes back in there, drops the money, opens the letter and uh, that little bat sin- symbol. Right. And dude, it's just it's a really good story. What do you th- my, are you getting it, Sean? I did not read it. I'm supposed to be getting that this week, too. I well, you know what? It kind of sounds like a story like a man on fire, like the Waynes are somehow they're in on it. You know, really? You, know, like, you remember the man on fire? The, the with, uh, what's, that, what's that? Mark Anthony and Denzel or like they're in on Denzel. it. Yes, sir. So it's it feels a little like that. So I don't want to hopefully I'm not giving it away to someone who's listening to this podcast weeks, you know, and they're in the middle of the story. Um, but yeah, I don't know that it just feels like that to me, but it's a really good story. Really good. So let's talk about fail safe. Fail safe is like fail safe seems to me like it's the, the most unbeatable, you know, he, he's, he's a robot who like really essentially can't be destroyed, you know, cause he has like freaking Kryptonian, like he has like Kryptonian, Mm -hmm. uh, weapons and, and it's still didn't, every and it's step still didn't. that batman does exactly like, batman and, can't do anything and then it's bruce wayne who's like one step ahead of everyone so of course that robot's one step ahead of bruce wayne like holy crap dude so um, batman 129 yeah totally messes up he just goes into atlantis like f you to all the atlanteans with all of your so-called weapons and stuff i'm taking uh mr <laughs> arthur curry um yeah i'll pierce, totally I'll pierce his heart right totally just dominates him and the issue pretty much ends and then what sucks is too is like He's possessed like Oracle. So not only does he have Bruce Wayne's mentality, but he has everything uh, that Oracle can give him at his disposal. That the only, you know, what he doesn't have with just being Bruce Wayne inside of a robot and stuff. Now he has Oracle to kind of fill the puzzle, you know, to fill the puzzle pieces. And now we have Bruce Wayne just kind of floating into the abyss and (laughs) in outer space. So, right. What's going to happen when he lands? I smell a, I smell a, a, maybe a a Green Lantern or or like a Clark Kent appearance. Uh, next issue. Well, there almost has to be because Batman can't beat him, bro. He yeah, cannot beat him. Well, he, he he blasted off his for his uh, his main coat, right or whatever. Right. He was like all happy that he was going to take him down, and then oh, I got his yeah, like main outer layer. shell or whatever. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, but yeah, his, his outer casing. Yeah, that's what he says. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I, I, it's cool because I like these kinds of issues that it, it's cent it's centralized on like a Clark Kent. 
or, mm-hmm. you know, John Stewart, Green Lantern or Arthur Curry or, you know, Peter Parker, Spider-Man. But then you get other Avengers in it. You get other Justice League members in it. Oh, so it yeah. kind of feels like it's like, yes, I'm getting like a Justice League issue within a Batman issue without having to read two different stories. It's, it's within the same do you like how Sardaski's writing it with uh, a lot of the narration being in uh, Bruce's head? Of course. Yeah. Of course, and it's not, you know, and, and and I love the narration of a Batman story compared to a Peter Parker who's just freaking silly, like, oh, I'm surprised that didn't kill me, <laughs> you know, like, like Batman I, and I, the I Joker. Hate, it's so annoying. I, I personally think Peter Parker's inner monologue when he's talking to himself is so annoying sometimes. Because most of the time to me, it's not funny. And I think Batman to... and Detective Gordon and Joker have the best monologue for Ooh, me. Oh, yeah. Detective Gordon and Joker. I think Detective was Gordon might have the best. Because, yeah, there's, I actually don't like a lot of stories that have monologue type writing like that. Like but the whole story? I hate it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but Batman's actually, it's good. Because actually it's clear, at least. And I guess, like, okay, it makes sense. Right. But. Yeah, there's some I'm I'm actually funny you brought that mark because I was reading asking the same thing like, damn, there's times I freaking hate this shit. Well, <laughs> we got to talk good. about this, is what this podcast is about, right? I mean, uh, we like to I like bringing up these topics and it's just like there's so many different styles of reading, dude. But it's getting Batman, though. Mike is right, though. Actually, it is getting Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Because like because like you would think like if he if he's running for his life, if he's trying to stay one step ahead of this, this and that. Within he, does, he doesn't have time to just kind of have conversations with people. Of course, he has conversations with with Aquaman. But when he's in the middle of a fight for his life, you know, oh, uh, that bought me 30 minutes or, or mm-hmm. you know, 30 yeah, seconds. Yeah. That bought me a minute and a half. No one's tops. explaining what's going on. Make it oh, count. Yeah. Make it count. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, I do like that. Mm hmm. Okay. Anything Atlantis else? Did, Atlantis didn't want him to show up there, man. Bro, the Atlantis wasn't happy. The boys wasn't yeah. happy. But in in true blue classic Atlantis fashion, they don't want anything to do with anything from the surface. I don't care how many times, like Arthur said, how many times that he saved the world, therefore saving Atlantis's world. They don't want to do have anything to do with the surface dwellers. They can handle their own shit on their own. All right. Well, that does it for the comic books, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Don, uh, let's... One, one thing real quick. Donnie okay. Cates, if you're on it, uh, Marvel's Hulk, he's currently writing it, but no more. He's off it. Uh, I just wanted to throw that in. Uh-huh. I picked up the one. I picked up the first issue when they came out a couple uh-huh. months ago. Um, I never he, pulled when him and When him and someone else, they switched Venom and Hulk. He was on Venom and whoever was on Hulk, they switched. Like okay. the, other, the other writer, I forgot. The, the name escapes me. But Donnie Cates went to Hulk and that individual went to Venom. And he's off now, so um, <laughs> he's uh, Ryan Otley taking over. So is it, this, um, is it the same story, or is it something new? I've always wanted. I've, I've yet to this day subscribed to a Incredible Hulk story. Well, I read number one, so I wouldn't be able to tell you much more after that. But Ryan Otley, <laughs> the artist, is taking over. Kate's uh, said that he needed to just breathe and deal with a bunch of stuff in life, and uh, He's going to okay. be coming back. He's working in the background with something insane with Marvel, and he can't wait for us to see it. And, um, yeah, him coming with these comments on Twitter. So if you're into Donnie Cates and um, Marvel continuing their reboots and whatever, I don't, although I don't think this is a reboot, just the artist is taking over, Ryan Otley. But, yeah, that's okay. some news there for comic books. So. All right. Well, that's uh, thank you for kicking off the news, sir. I have a couple of just quick hitters. Sean or Mark, jump in when um, – when you feel that you uh, have something else, but Top Gun Maverick 
it finally gets a release date for nice. the, the few people who did not see it in theaters, including myself. You can see it on Paramount Plus uh, December 22nd. So a little early Christmas gift for everyone. So you can you'll be able to see the new uh, Top Gun Maverick movie uh, three days before Christmas. Uh, Sean and Mark, we were talking about it earlier uh, in pre-production, but unfortunately for the people who are anticipating the um, new NCAA football game, video game from EA Sports, it is not coming in 2023, but uh, instead the summer, so June, July of 2024. So that'll probably piss some people off, but you know what? We haven't gotten a game since 2013. I'm sure you can wait another year, right? Yeah. So I guess we're not in the game until 2024. It's been that long, too. Yeah, it was NCAA football 20, like 14 or whatever was the last one that they had. I think it was the kid from Michigan who was on the front cover. That's so freaking crazy. Yep. Um, actually, uh, another piece of news, freaking uh, supplied by my uh, wife, Danielle. She told me that because she watched a couple episodes of that um, Chris Hemsworth show on Disney+. Plus. Like man. limitless or whatever. Sad man. And so yeah, so unfortunately, I don't know if you know this, Mark, but he found out that he has two genes from both his mom and his dad that he makes him predisposed to Alzheimer's. So he's actually taking a little break from acting, and he's going to spend some time with his uh, wife and kids after hearing that news. Yeah, so, I've seen that. I mean, he might go. As and he far found as that like out a year and to he a found year that and a half. He found he that what? out in the during the episode, right, Sean? Yeah, it was like during the episode I heard and I heard that yeah, he might like stop like acting for like a year to two years, like yeah. just and already making a movie takes what a year to two years to make so for sure. And that's unfortunate, man. Just focus on life, right. reevaluating and stuff. That's it's crazy, man. Right. Like he like that's the equivalent of someone taking a few hits to the head in football and just kind of getting, you know, doctor saying you have early onset cte like Without it's nothing taking it, hits to your head just sorry like it's not it's not something to be worried about just now but if you continue to play you might be something to worry about and then boom then you have someone retire right like the kid from san francisco the, the linebacker who retired borland. yeah borland you know chris borland you know so you know it's, it's something along those lines to where oh wow like who knows when you like you're predisposed to it so who knows when you're going to get it what if he gets alzheimer's in his 40s in his 50s you know like he he loses all that time. It's so scary, bro. He loses all that time working for you, working for me, working for Mark, working for Bob Iger and and Disney, and just working for the people instead of you know spending time with the people who you know are his number one cheerleaders, his wife and his kids. So family. I mean, I mean, more power to him, man. You know, like sometimes we get pissed off when people do this, like just very selfishly, like oh my god, this guy retires. Like what the hell, dude? Like you were a top ten talent in this or that or whatever sports. And, you know, or in this, like, oh, man, there goes Thor. They're going to have to recast Thor and stuff. But at the end of the day, he's a human like, man. Yeah. I mean, Chadwick Boseman was going through chemo. Like, he was, he had cancer when he was filming Black Panther. Like, what the hell? Dude. Like, and, 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 like, we had no idea. And then he, and then he just dies. Like, what the hell? It's so funny you brought that up because I was on Twitter yesterday. It had to have been yesterday. And they were just randomly showing videos of Chadwick during, like, his critical time with cancer and him, like, doing some of those. Big old Avengers interviews, big old things, and him, you know, falling asleep in between, kind of like probably just a day of chemo and stuff. Then oh, they wow. showed days that he would do whatever he had to do, and then he'd go do all these stunts on his own instead of having a stuntman. And it's, it's what you said, man. These guys are humans, bro. These guys yeah. are, you know, they might be the Black Panther Thor that we see on TV, but, you know, they're not impenetrable, man. These guys are real life, and it's yeah. crazy. 
life can come at you and hit you in the teeth and knock your shit out, you know, just in a split second. So, yeah, man, that's pretty crazy. <clears throat> How old is he, Hemsworth? I'd probably say close to 40. Yeah, I'd say he's like our 30s. Age. Yeah, mid oh, yeah. Really? 30s. Yeah, something like that. He's freaking out. No, I thought he was a little bit older. It's a handsome man right there. Shoot, man, it's freaking Chris Hemsworth. That guy's. Yeah. Yeah, pretty crazy. Um, another piece of news, good news if you're a Bob Iger fan, he is back in he's back in the saddle again as as properly quoted by Aerosmith. Uh, but yeah, yeah so, JPEG couldn't. Yeah, so couldn't Bob Chapek is is down and out for the count, and Bob Iger steps back in at Disney. So um, I'm sure you have a lot of people who um, are happy about that. People not so happy, you know. So we so we will see. I think people more people will be happy than with Bob Chapek for sure. Yeah, we'll see. Obviously, Disney reporting those earnings that they had weren't too great. Lost a lot on streaming. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the streaming wars, I, you know, it's affecting a lot more companies than when it was just a Netflix and a, you know, a, a, a Disney Plus. There's so many of them now. There's so much competition, and obviously the economic state that a lot of not just our country but around the world that we're seeing with these high inflationary. Um, pressures and high inflationary state that we're going through right now people are cutting back on their spending and i don't know if disney is making the right move to get an Iger to cut back on spending because he was the guy that obviously you know helped fuel the acquisitions of you know pixar and uh, marvel and i think 21st fox if i'm not mistaken so i think that Iger was the one that was in the midst of all that so if yeah. they're bringing him in Lucas to try to yeah, I mean, yeah, if they're bringing him in to try to, you know, save money and and, and cut back on costs or whatnot, uh, then I don't know if he's the right guy. If they're bringing him in to spend more money and just, you know, come up with some different content or different ways of doing it when it comes to the online side of things, because the parks, you know, they're they're flourishing, in my opinion, even with the the high costs. Um of everything over there. Uh, Clay Travis was even talking about it the other day. It's like it cost his family like a thousand, like it's him, his wife, he's got three kids. That's five tickets a day. It's like a thousand dollars a day. That's just to get into the park. Right. And he said how, and he was making a good comparison and good comments on pretty much how back in the day, like Disney was affordable. He's like, like now in the day, it's like almost, you have to be almost above middle class to be able to take a Disney vacation where it could cost up words of ten thousand dollars right if you know and he was even mentioning he's like if uh you know if families are making sixty seventy thousand dollars a year on a disney vacation is costing 10 i mean that's how much of a percentage of your if your income every year for a disney vacation you know where it goes massive massive amounts of credit card debt yep where it right? just sits there I mean, and compiles the interest. That's what people hope to do. But that's what I'm you know? saying. The, the parks don't hurt. They keep raising no, the prices. Never the hurt. lines keep getting longer. I sent you guys the article the other day out of the Wall Street Journal on how uh, the, the rides, rides the seem to be breaking yeah. down more often. Albeit, uh, Disney came back you know, and said that those numbers weren't correct, that those aren't you know, comparable to what they have in-house with their own data and whatnot. Just hope but, it's good next week. And of course, I mean, PR, right. you have to say that, but... I mean, um, the, the technology it takes to make the rides nowadays, Yes. all the animatronics and everything, like, there's so many things, so many working parts that, of course, could break down. It's like, it's like, 
your house lights for Christmas. One bulb goes out, they all go out, right? So I'm not surprised that those numbers may be up. And then speaking of Clay Travis, too, I'm assuming since he's from Tennessee, he's going to Disney World down in Florida. Which is more and, expensive. Right, but but there's but, but California Adventure and Disneyland Park are, are just across the street, across the, the walkway. You actually have to like either drive or take some kind of transportation to all the four parks. So you're paying that much money, and even if you get a park hopper, I think it's a rare thing to hit all four parks in one day. Mm-hmm. You know, so you kind of have to pick and choose. Whereas if you get a park hopper in Disneyland, you can hit both parks every single day. Easy. But you probably you probably have to pick like, okay, today's Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom. Can't do Epcot. Sorry, kids. Tomorrow's Epcot. And Hollywood Studios, like we can't do more than two or three in a day, let alone all four. So, yeah, kind of sucks. Yeah, but I mean, let's, on that. Let, let's see what Iger can do. Uh, right. Because it's like, it, I just think maybe they, I don't know what they did. I don't know what they could have done different. I mean, you're giving out projections for how many people are going to sign up for your streaming services and. Obviously, projections aren't always right, but um, I don't know. I don't know. I think they were going to run out of ad, uh, one with ad that was going to be cheaper. I don't know if they've done that yet or if they're going to do it. If they um, have, I don't know. No, how they have. A, um, I actually just ran into the end of my three-year uh, subscription to Disney Plus, so I had to like re-sign up, and you know, of course, my debit card, you know, gets either stolen or, or lost or whatever. And then the last three years, so I had to update my payment information. But I had to resubscribe, and it was like six ninety nine or seven ninety nine a month, and that's what, and that's all it was. I think there's an option to pay for one whole year that is save equivalent. Fifteen percent, right? You save like one or two months if you buy the whole year. So it's a little bit of a deal. And of course, everything else is trying to get you to bundle Hulu and ESPN Plus with mm-hmm. it. So yeah, so. But I still, will admit, but there's still a bunch of stuff on there. Like, stuff. like it's like, like it's not like you're paying seven ninety nine. I'm on Disney Plus every single day, and it's not like just watching the old like old stuff. Like of course I'm watching you know like like if Cam wants to watch Toy Story, if Maddie wants to watch uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, still like it's fine. All but the they shows, have movies. but they have all like like all new like Marvel stuff coming out every month or two. You have Discovery Channel. Right, and you have the new Santa Claus show that just came out, the, like uh, Tim Allen Santa Claus. Is new, Did you new watch show. it, by the way? I watched the first episode, so I think there's been like two or three episodes or whatever. Uh, Zootopia Plus just came out, which is like six mini episodes in the world of the Zootopia um, movie. By the way, if you like Zootopia, you love them because it's like little shorts, little side story shorts that ha- that are happening during the movie. But it's like, you know, in another part of Zootopia during the movie and that it kind of coincides and, 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 and it like meets with like, oh, this this all happens. And then it and it, it, it um bleeds into a scene in Zootopia. So it's pretty cool. But yeah, there's stuff that there is no shortage of content, you know, to where sometimes you might be saying to yourself on these other streaming services like, oh, like I only I only get Hulu for The Handmaid's Tale. I only get Netflix for Stranger Things. I get so much stuff that I can consume with Disney Plus. So many things. But I I will hand it to Netflix because with all the streaming that has came out uh, in these last recent four or five years, three, four years, I would say that Netflix has kind of held their own, man. They've taken heat. Yeah. They've taken big losses in their stock price and their shares. Their movies, and, too. They come out with good movies, actually. Some I mean, of the movies they, they've been holding their own ever since taking over for Blockbuster. 
I mean, I, I mean, I will say that, you know, of the, of the ones that I spend most, my, most of my time on, Disney Plus is, is fine. I think it's worth the money. HBO Max is worth the money. Uh, Netflix is worth the money. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's all worth the money. Like, if, you know, it's if that's what you're value, doing. Yeah, I right. agree with you, Right. Especially if you can still have the opportunity to share with people, right? I you still, still think like, it's going to share still passwords think, and stuff. <laughs> I said it before and I'll say it again. I still think we're going to get back to where we were. Like just it's call gonna, it cable. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a whole big circle here and they're just going to end up bundling all these packages together yep, again and it's going to be cable. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> someone's going to buy YouTube TV and just call it. Yeah. It's, well, because Hulu has Hulu Plus or Hulu TV or Hulu, Hulu Live Plus, or whatever yeah. it is. And it's like YouTube TV. So you have your Hulu and then you have your and then you get Fox and CBS and ESPN and ABC and all that good stuff. So, yeah, who knows? Streaming uh, <laughs> wars, guys. Streaming right. wars. Um, Never ends. Let's see. Speaking of, let's see. So Blake Martinez, Sean, go ahead. You know, you kind of brought this one up. Go yeah, ahead. Even though, it's, even though it's me and Mark's team, it was your story that you brought up. Well, Blake is one of those interesting cases where he leads the league in tackle every freaking year, and he didn't sign in with an NFL team to like damn near midseason with the Raiders. I think like a one year quote unquote finish the damn year, get your million dollar plus, and he decided to play one game, lead the team in tackles, and retire immediately after. And to come to find out, within a couple of days of retiring, he also sold a was it a Pokemon card? I think it was a very rare. It was Pokemon rare, card. holographic something. It was a very good graded of a Pikachu, a, a Pika Pika, and mm-hmm. he made a six hundred plus thousand on the card. So you know, between I'm sure retirement settlement, all those previous years in the NFL, and hey, if that's just one card he has, who knows whatever else he has, you know and. Yeah, he decided to retire from the NFL and came up six hundred thousand plus on a freaking Pokemon card. Yep. Hey, you never know what he got going on. I mean, if he can if he can figure out a way to invest six hundred something thousand, awesome. I mean, yeah, just go somewhere you know somewhere where you can afford it because you can't even buy a house in California with that. So six hundred thousand. Oh man, good luck. Good luck. You'd be living in a shack somewhere. Anyways, and the last, I mean, well, thank unless. You, <laughs> Unless you guys have, you know, uh, anything else, I have, you know, just cue the music. Uh, we haven't done this in a while, but cue the music, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it hits near and dear to, to my heart, I'm sure to Sean and, and, and Mark's at some point, you know, uh, us growing up in this era of, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and, you know, everything we watched on Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon, Disney Channel, blah, 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 you know, but t- uh, Power Rangers was another one where we were huge fans of. I love watching the TV show, and then of course we got the movie, you know, years later. But um, the the OG Green Ranger, and the White Ranger, and a bunch of other Rangers. After I stopped watching, a bunch of other ones. Mr. Jason David Frank, um, the original Green Ranger, he unfortunately passed away earlier this week. Uh, Sean, you, you were saying it, so it was suicide. I seen something. I think it may have been on TMZ or something, but it was the only source that mentioned like the actual cause or something that was behind it they said it was likely suicide i guess he got in they mentioned some sort of argument between him and his partner slash wife i mean i don't have all the full details but it seems that mm-hmm. may have been some unfortunate foul play type with a suicide of some sort no matter what it is what mike said man that's just you know near and dear to our heart that's what we grew up on man kids right. these days will never understand what it was man you know we had it good with these good shows you know every friday monday had our power rangers and I'm telling you, man, when that Green Ranger came out, you knew someone was going to get the ass whooped. 
Oh, when dude. he went, when he went White Ranger in the Power Rangers movie, oh, the blue, bro, the blue, dude, blue, because what? Because when we thought that the Red Ranger, Tyrannosaurus Rex, when we, we, we thought Zach Tommy, we thought him. Tommy was the, the dude. He had nothing, nothing for him. Oh, that's how it was, man. We grew up on that. And I think, yeah, I think uh, Green Ranger. He had like a MMA stand. I don't know if it was MMA, but I think he did like Ultimate Fighting type of thing, like post Power Rangers and stuff, and. I know he went to a whole bunch of Comic Cons because a lot of people I follow actually, like celebrities, said, "Yeah, we had a lot of like run-ins with him, like positive, like me running right. into him at Comic Cons and stuff, and just sad stuff, man, crazy." Yeah. Was so 40, so far, in, how old is he? Something like that. It's had to be in his forties, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, and then he joins a short list of the OG uh, cast, you know, because the I forgot her name, but the Yellow Ranger. She died like in a car accident years ago, like shortly after the, the Power Rangers uh, uh, show ended. I believe she got in a car accident. She killed. Yep. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, the Yellow Ranger. Yep. So, um, yeah, because someone posted a picture of just them two, like, you know, in an embrace, like, hey, like a side hug, or, you know, like during filming of one of the episodes of the TV show. And yeah, so um, that's a, the very, very unfortunate. Yeah. And also to continue this, and I'm sorry, you know. Because I don't think we get, we got to talk about it last week, Mark. We didn't. Did we talk about uh, uh, Kevin Conroy? Did we talk about that no, two we weeks ago. last week. Yeah, uh, another one from our childhood. Like some of ours, our Batman, right? Uh-huh. Like I was a little too young to to kind of watch Michael Keaton's Batman. I was born in '87. That was '89 and and '92. So I didn't watch either of those films until I was a lot older, like in the mid to late '90s, right? Just because you know, it's just I was probably I'd probably be I'd probably be scared shitless if I tried to watch as a five year old the penguin when he bites that guy's nose off. Yeah, like, like, no, bro, scary, you know, bro, scary you shit, man. And like the Joker was duck. not it was not a happy clown, right? That he wasn't. Duck, was, it would have f me yo. up. It would f me up for forever. So, like Kevin Conroy in the Batman the animated series was my Batman at that time. Because like when it came out ninety two ninety three like that was it. It was a cartoon. It was Batman. It coincided with me watching the X-Men's cartoon, the Spider-Man cartoon, like another one from our childhood. Like that one hit a lot harder than than Jason David Frank, although I'm not trying to, you know, minimize his death or anything. But man, yeah, Kevin Conroy hit hit hard. And then you see posts from um, from Mark Hamill, uh, Mm -hmm. Luke Skywalker, who voiced the Joker in the animated series. Just yeah, just uh, breaks your heart. Because he did a lot of stuff. He did uh, the voice of Batman in, you know, the video games and some of the. He did a lot of them. They well. showed all of them. Oh yeah, it's like yeah. all those animated series and stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, two greats gone, way too soon. And and his was a short stint with cancer, I believe. Kevin Conroy. Oh, was it? Yeah. Sixty six, right? Yep. So unfortunate. So that's it, man. Uh, I never want to end the podcast like that, but you know. We have to, uh, you know, the the people who we grew up with, you know, like people who kind of led us to be fans of this stuff, of comic books and TV shows and movies and then sports and stuff. We always give shout outs to people who die in sports. Like that's the, the people who kind of pioneered and paved the way for us to be fans and have knowledge about this type of stuff and then had a podcast about it. So got to give those people a shout out and some uh, and, and, and honor them in a way. So um, with that being said, episode 167 is finally complete gentlemen take us away oh you know what no i cannot take us away 
I cannot take us away because it is damn near the week of Thanksgiving, ladies and gentlemen. Come on now. We have to talk about right. what is on your plate. Top five things that That's is on right. your plate. No matter who's cooking, so the kind of take that out of it, right? Like take that out of it, like, oh, it's my mom's stuffing or my dad's. What what do you, you know, have turkey. to try? What do you have to try if it's okay, there? Five if it's at the party. Things five things. So if I'm going uh, I'm going to my parents' house on Thursday. I like dark meat. Right. So either way, it's the deep fried turkey for me. Deep fried turkey changed my life. Uh, you know, because sometimes the white meat, and when you're in the oven, it's drier than the Sahara Desert. You know, you need like a, some milk or some water with every freaking bite. But unbelievable turkey, like the number one seed, number one overall seed for me because it's not either that or stuffing. Because not only do you have it on Thanksgiving Day, but you make it in some type of like a scramble or an omelet or a sandwich or something like that for leftovers. Oh, dear Lord. So for me... Turkey is uh, definitely first uh, on my list. Agreed. I definitely go turkey number one. Turkey is definitely the cream of the crop. <laughs> Mark, what's your that. number one? Turkey's like my turkey's down on the list for me. I'd rather have ham than, yeah. than turkey. Um, there it is. This, the 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 yams with the, like the marshmallows. Ooh, like the, oh, those yes. are the ones. Right. So, so that's my good. number one. So candied yams. So I will go, I will build off of that and, and do like a sweet potato casserole, which is, so it's not the marshmallow ones, but my mom does like the yellow, like the sweet potatoes, right? In the casserole dish mm-hmm. and then puts brown, a layer of brown sugar and like, uh, chopped, uh, pecans or whatever and then bakes that. And so that's what I, what I do. The one, the one with the marshmallows, I, I, I actually didn't have that until like a couple of years ago when I went to somebody else's yeah. or somebody else brought it and it was amazing. But what? But the sweet potato casserole that my mom makes, I've been having that for years. And so anywhere I go, if, if that's if that's there, I'm having that for sure. That's number two for me. Uh, I definitely love stuffing. I actually love a good green bean casserole. A little bit mm. of a uh, little bit With of crispy onion onion on top. onions. Oh yeah, boy, I love corn casserole green. too. I yeah, love a corn too. casserole. Mm-hmm. Stuffing, stuffing's up there for sure. Yeah, it goes well. Off, with it. I'm, a, I'm opposite of you guys. Stuffing's not up there for me. Well, stuff, how could you stuffing? Uh, stuffing, stuffing arguably a, is, a, is ahead of turkey. Like yeah. stuffing is shit, man. Stuffing is the thing that you have with every bite. Yes. You can have stuffing with turkey. You can have stuffing with your cranberry sauce. Stuffing with your super casserole. Stuffing with your mashed potatoes. Stuffing with everything, Mark. Mashed potatoes is up there. I, I was gonna just say that actually. I mean, when Grandma was here, I mean, my mom definitely probably one beat of my grandma's bowl mashed potatoes, bro. Oof, I love silky me some smooth, silky smooth, or some chunks. Uh, you know what? I don't mind a little bit of chunks, like okay. just in between in there, like some chunks. Like yeah. and that'd be all freaking blended to the max and just get that smasher and smash. You're gonna have some little chunk. Oh, right. Oh yeah, I was getting hungry. Oh, I know, now. bro. Come on, I, will, watering. I will say if there's space on my plate, I, I, I can't get cranberry it. I, sauce. No, I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of the cranberry sauce that comes out of the can like a like it's some refried beans, <laughs> <laughs> just the cylindrical log. No, 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 I'm actually not a too too big a fan of cranberry sauce. I've, I've had someone's that's uh, like homemade, so of course you know that's like a lot better. But I will say that I sometimes I go back to the snacks. Sometimes I, I'll, if I, if there's room on the plate, Sean, I'll put a piece, a couple pieces of the sourdough bread with with my with oh, the homemade spinach dip. Your spinach dip. There is no competition. <laughs> that that's there like is none, sir. That's yeah. Mike's spinach dip. I will take any takers who want to go up against it. Has 
it's the best. It Although, is the best. Right. I do give props to the recipe to my aunt, but I, I think I make it pretty well every time we have like some kind of party and, and, you know, I bring that. Um, the ambrosia salad's pretty good. That's the, like the green gelatin one with marshmallows and mm-hmm. piece, chunks of pineapple. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and, and I believe, I believe, it's peca- I believe it's pecans. Um, okay. So other than that, favorite dessert. Only one dessert, like type of pie or cake or uh, pumpkin pecan. pie. Oh, Mark, pecan pie. Yeah, pecan. Okay, so pumpkin pie, I have to have, like if there's, you know, like my favorite, if I'm only having one piece, it's banana cream. Oh, banana cream. There banana cream is my favorite, but of course if there's multiple pecan pie, a little slice of apple pie with, with a little bit of vanilla bean ice cream, and of course the pumpkin pie. If there's multiple, i got to have this little sliver of, of everything. A little bit know? of everything. Whipped cream or no whipped cream on pumpkin pie? Oh, I gotta cover the whole damn slice in, in whipped cream, bro. <laughs> like, you know, every single, like every Lather single it. bite has to have a whole mouthful of whipped cream. Come on, bro. Mm-hmm. That's the only way. It's the only way. Lather. Only way. You know what's really good? Really good. Tell me. Is is Danielle is her favorite's cheesecake. Costco yeah. has a pumpkin pie cheesecake. Mm-hmm. Fire. Oh my I've had god, it. so had good. It. It's two in one deal. If, if that's what, if that's your your shit is cheesecake and pumpkin pie, just get that. Fifteen, twelve, fifteen bucks at Costco. Perfect. It's huge. Oh, dude, Ugh. so good. Maybe sometimes you know you get a little uh, cultural and you get a, ter- a tiramisu with your cup of coffee. Ooh, man, tiramisu is fire too. All right, we might need to stop talking about all. I know, man. <laughs> no. man. I know. With an affogato. All, right. <clears throat> all right. Well, that <laughs> affogato. Um. All right. Well, that. <clears throat> That pretty much ends the podcast. Um, I will say hope everyone has a wonderful Thanksgiving with family and friends wherever you are in this country or if you celebrate it outside of the United States. Hope you have a great one. But, yeah, fellas, end 167. Episode 167, a simple happy Thanksgiving to all the fans, your families. Uh, I always appreciate you guys, man. It's the end of the year where we got Thanksgiving followed by Christmas. Spend that extra time with your family, your loved ones. So make the time, guys, and we appreciate you guys listening to us, taking the time to, of course, download us, whether you're live or it's on your free time, your ride to work, whatever in the hell it is. Comic Bookies Podcast is always here. Climb the world of sports and comics. And to all of our fans nationwide, worldwide, it is the World Cup, so I definitely wish a best of luck to you and your home nations from Belgium to the Saudis. To, of course, Qatar, hey, whatever you represent, good luck to you guys. And, of course, to our Portuguese mark, hopefully we can pull something out on Thursday. And, yeah, again, just a happy Thanksgiving for everybody. Yes, yes, yes. Well put, Sean. Thank you, brothers, for being back. Um, Everybody be safe out there. Enjoy the holidays, like Sean also said. Thank you for everybody that listens, downloads, uh, everybody that supports our sponsor as well, Treasure Island Comics. Make sure you guys check them out. Make sure you guys check us out, as always, at the Comic Bookies on Twitter, at the Comic Bookies on Instagram, mostly all social media. If you guys want to send us an email for any reason, it's the Comic Bookies at gmail.com. You can get in touch with us there. And yeah, just spread the word, spread the gospel of the good comic bookies podcast, everybody. Um, just enjoy the games and just uh, be safe. Enjoy the turkey, which is not my favorite, but my co-host it is. And uh, enjoy the yams, the casseroles, and the pies with the lather whipped cream, everybody. I hope you guys stay safe. 
football's going to be fun. But like Sean said, the family's even funner. So uh, thank you guys. And thank you for 167. Hell yeah. Uh, I will say uh, to round out the episode and the week, uh, top five here in the United States downloads over the last 10 episodes. Of course, you have the San Francisco Bay Area. Second up is Medford and Klamath Falls up in Oregon. Sacramento and the Valley out here is third. Hagerstown in Washington, D.C. is four. And around out the top five, Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, and an honorable mention, Amarillo, Texas. Thank you so much for everyone in those areas downloading the podcast. I will say... I think I mentioned two weeks ago that I believe the state of Washington has joined the um, the uh, what's called the passport for the United States. And if I'm not mistaken, I can look back and I can give an update next week. But I'm pretty sure I don't know if we've ever had a download in New Hampshire or Minnesota. And I'm seeing a couple in both of those states. So if those are brand new, thank you so much for downloading. Thank you much for, so much for watching on YouTube. If you're watching right now, um, everyone have a wonderful and safe thanksgiving and we will see you next monday after all these uh, world cups after week 12 of the nfl and hopefully all of our teams uh, get those w's but uh everyone be safe and happy enjoy the sports enjoy the comics and enjoy each other peace out happy turkey day y'all peace peace and always enjoy each other and enjoy the cup that is behind the one all over the world and let's try to free Brittany griner get her home let's make it happen peace Got another jacket My stocking's filled with acid Am I dreaming? What just happened?